0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. I am Brother Nelson, and we have a special guest here today, uh, Bowen or Bo, whatever you want to call our brother in the Lord. He's sharing his testimony of salvation. I'm very excited to present you listeners, the audience, to to those of you who are lacking in faith, to those of you who are not born-again Christians. Maybe you're, you're searching for truth. We want you to know that Jesus is real. The Bible is real. And you can have a a similar encounter possibly uh, to what Bo experienced. So I'm going to let him take the floor and I just have some basic questions. Amen.
1: Amen. Um, Amen.
0: Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So, uh, how did you get saved? That's that's the basic question. Number one.
1: Well, I got saved uh many uh well when I was about 35 years old, that's when I got saved. Um I had moved back from New York to down here and I got saved by Isaac's daddy. Uh Isaac's dad, the one that actually brought me to the Lord. But uh he didn't talk to me the way some people talk about Jesus. He talked to me about hell. And um Yeah, that's pretty much how I gave my, that's where I came to the Lord the first time. Um, And after that, it was a few years. I uh, I served the Lord, but then I kind of, I kind of backslid a couple of times, um, turned away from the Lord at one, two, well, probably twice. But uh, this last time I, uh, I stayed away the longest at that time. I stayed away and uh, I'm working a little convenience store where, uh, one of the men that goes to the church, he's an a assistant pastor. He had come talk to him at the store one night. And after yeah. he came, uh, there was like five other people that came and shared the gospel, and the Lord started dealing with my heart. And um, that's where, you know, when God started dealing with me, I realized that I needed to give my life back to the Lord, and I came back to the Lord at that time. So uh, um, I'm going to share something with you. Uh, As I sit here today, I shouldn't be sitting here right now. Uh, I had an operation for a kidney. I could have died when I was four months old. Uh, I survived. Um, Another time, I had two boat accidents where I fell in the water. Look, I knew how to swim. But both of these boat accidents, I should have died in both of them. I shouldn't be here today. To be honest with you, I should actually be dead. Because of the things I've been through in my lifetime, I should actually be dead. I should not be living today. I believe that God had his hands on me that's what I believe.
0: Amen yeah. amen if um, if you don't mind me asking when because that's a, that's a that's pretty much a lifetime lived already at the age of 35. Was it through a sermon that you originally heard or did he just have did he minister you to to you one-on-one Isaac's dad?
1: Isaac's dad ministered to me one-on-one at his house. I went to his house to visit. I had just moved back down here. Uh, His brother lived next door to him at that time, and I came visit with his brother. Well, I decided to go visit him, and when I went over there, he sat down with me one-on-one at the age of 35 years old and shared the gospel with me. But like I told you, he didn't share Jesus. He shared about hell. He told me plain out about where I was in a spin eternity if I didn't give my life to the Lord. And until this day, you know, um, besides the two times that I've turned away and walked away, um, which one of it wasn't by choice. Uh, it was because of my mama, and uh, I should have never done what I did. But I don't regret the things I did for my mom. I don't. My mama passed away. But anyhow, uh, that's the time, you know, that's why I gave my life to the Lord the first time. But um, <clears throat> I got saved at that time at his house. I gave my life to the Lord at his house. That was the first time, you know, I really gave my life to the Lord then.
0: How much of a, of a, of a space of time was there between your first Jesus encounter to those times that the last time you backslid? Was it years? Was it months?
1: Um, this last time was like three and a half years. Uh it was three and a half years this last time. The first time was longer than that. Uh, I've actually the first time I was probably in my forties, and I stayed away for probably five, six years, seven years. And you know, wow. um, besides that, this last time was like three years, four years, and uh that's where God started dealing with me. But like I tell people all the time. <laughs> When you read the word of God and you study the word of God, that word don't leave your heart. That word does not leave. God uses that word. God uses that word to bring you back. And that's the one thing I have the fear of. If I have the fear of God in my heart, I have the fear of the Lord in my heart. And that word means a lot to me. Um, And and I've studied the word of God for a long time. And, And, you know, you're responsible for what you know. You know, and and when you backslide like that and you get away from the Lord, that judgment's going to be a lot
0: harder on you than anybody else. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, let um, Let me ask you, when when you backslid, so based off what you're saying, if I add up all those years. In a total, it it was like 10 years you were away. Were you living in the world and just totally rejecting the gospel while you were backsliding? Or were you still saying, you know what, I'm not perfect, but I'm a believer and, and I believe in the gospel?
1: When I was backslidden, I still believed in the gospel. I did. I believed that Jesus was the savior of the world. I believed everything, but I didn't use excuses to why I was doing what I was doing. I never used the word of God to make an excuse for what I was doing. I I never used anything to having to do with the gospel. When I was backslidden, I did pretty much what I wanted. It's not that I didn't believe in Jesus and what he had done for me. It's not that, you know, I I didn't, you know, it, it, I don't know how to say it. It's hard to put in words, but it, it, it's just something I did. You know, it's just something that, that happened. and, And the devil played with me long enough. I was influenced by people. You know, people can influence you in a lot of ways, man. You're not careful. That's right. The first time I backslid, that's what happened. I got influenced by people. The second time I backslid is, like I said, because of my mom. She was sick, and she didn't want me working while I was working, so I took a job where I couldn't have time off to go to church. I I couldn't spend time. You know, I couldn't do nothing, so I kind of walked away from the Lord. But walking away from God and turning your back on him, but still knowing that the word of God is true and still knowing that Jesus does forgive no matter what, God will forgive you for anything you do in life. God does not turn you away. God will never leave you. God will forgive. And, and you know, I, I tell this to people. I don't look at my past. My past is a horrible thing. I, I don't like to, to even think about my past. Yeah. It, it's just horrible. I, I, I just don't like it. But it reminds me of where I came from. It reminds right. me that, you know, you know, what God pulled me out of, what Jesus did for me. And if it wouldn't be for the mercy and the grace of God, if it wouldn't be for what Jesus did, I maybe wouldn't be sitting here today. Because this last time God called me back to him, I believe that was the last time he was calling me. If I wouldn't have answered that call, he probably never would have called me again but God had a plan for my life. You know, God had a plan. God had something in store. God wanted me to fulfill that plan that he had for me. And I answered that call and, you know, I, I, I gave my life back to him. Now I'm stuck, you know, I'm on brothers, just searching with Isaac and them. And to be honest with you, I love it. I love the Lord, but I love the podcast. I love what we're doing. It, you know, it's about Jesus. It's about the word. it, it it encourages me. It gives me a chance to share my faith. You know what I'm saying?
0: Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm glad to hear all that. And I know that this will encourage someone out there who maybe they're in a similar position that you were in. I understand it could be hard to revisit those memories even. It, for some people, it, it, it triggers things. You know, I want to remind the viewers, you know, your heart might condemn you, but, but God's mercy is forgiveness is, is greater than you know, if you have to pray against self-condemnation, you know, that's a thing that people struggle with. As long as you have not blasphemed the Holy Spirit, which is the only unforgivable sin, there's there's a space uh, for repentance, you know. And as long as you're breathing, as long as you're not given over to a reprobate mind, that means you won't even care about repenting no more. You're not even convicted no more. Then there's space for repentance and you're a living testimony of that. So, amen.
1: I um I just want to say this to the people. If you're in a position that, that, you know, you feel that God won't forgive you, don't believe that. There's the devil telling you that. God forgives. God is merciful. God is gracious. And if it would be for his love, his mercy, and his grace, and his word that I read every day and I'll study, and, and he shows me things in his word that just encourages me, that lifts me up, that gives me strength, you know, and that's the ticket. Don't listen to the devil. Listen Amen. to the heart and do what's right. Because once you close your eyes in debt, there's no more mercy and there's no more grace. It's gone. You have no more chances. This is the time you have the chance. You have, you have 50 chances. You have 100 chances. You have a 1,000 chances. But do what's right and, and make it right with God.
0: Amen. Amen. We're not promised tomorrow, right? Promise um, one, tomorrow. More, one more thing I want to say to encourage the viewers that the Lord is reminding me right now. You know, our, our Brother Bo shared in his experiences of backsliding uh, based off his own account. It was because of two influences. One is is uh, company, people, the people around us. Right. Sometimes this can lead us to backslide if we're not careful if we're not uh, being watchmen on the wall. And another thing could be uh, to being too busy for God. Right. That could cause people to backslide. Right. So for those of you out there, you wanna watch out for the enemy. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. One of his many tactics is to get you too busy for God or to make you feel like you're too busy to to, to prioritize things above the Lord. And another way is God will put god will put people in your life but so the enemy also tries to put people in your life the enemy tries to put people in your life who will negatively influence you negatively impact you make you care about a self-image or simply make you feel like you're uh, you're responsible for, for, for spending more time with them than the lord or, or having certain responsibilities by no way shape or form are we saying that you don't have responsibilities you do if you're a mother a father, you know, if you have a job, things like this, but nothing should get you too busy for God. And if there's anyone in your life pushing you away from the Lord, uh, you can avoid, uh, going through what Bo went through and you, you can avoid having to heal from certain things if you simply stand steadfast in the faith. Amen. And to those, of you, to those of you who may have fallen, maybe you've been distracted. Maybe you know right now as you're watching this, as you're listening, that you know what? You are too busy for God. You, you, you have the wrong people around you. It reminds me of King Solomon's son. King Solomon had a son. And, and that son, he didn't want to listen to the elders who had the good advice. He listened to the young people his age who, who negatively influenced him against the will of God. And you don't want to be like King Solomon's son in that context of scripture. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, you're,
1: you're, amen. Of you're right. You're
0: um, right. I want to share a Bible verse. Um, this is Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. All things are delivered unto me of my father and no man knows the son but the father. Neither knows any man the father save the son and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Um, I want to thank the Lord for revealing himself to you and, and the Holy Ghost who points us to the Son. And God. I want to know from from your perspective, Bo, any anything you want to share on, on the joy of salvation, of, of knowing this revealed God that you want to share with the listeners? How has it changed your life becoming a Christian and coming back to the faith even when you walked away?
1: It changed my life tremendously. I I don't look at things the same no more. Uh, there's things I used to do that I I, I can't get myself to do. There's things I I used to watch on TV. I can't watch on TV. Uh, people I used to hang around with, I, I don't catch myself hanging around those people no more, you know? Uh, but it's changed my life. God has really did a work in my heart. Um, I just look at, 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 God a different way. I see God in a different, different way. Uh, my heart is more sensitive to God's word. It's more sensitive to the things of God. And, and to be honest with you for what Jesus did for me at Calvary's cross, I love him more than anything. He, he means the world to me. You know, God is everything. God is life to us. His word is life. His word, changes lives. He changes lives. And for me to come back to the Lord the way I did, it brings joy to my heart. I have such a peace inside now. You know, I ask the Lord, uh, you know, restore the joy unto me that comes from you. Give me your joy. But I also ask him to give me his peace. And, you know, the last few months, I noticed that peace is there. God has given me that peace that I need. He's given me peace in myself to have peace and, and to have that peace living in this world that we live in. You know, I work at a convenience store at night. I work overnight and, and, and I'll sell lick, I'll sell cigarettes. I sell all kinds of stuff, but it takes God. It takes Jesus to be with me in that store for me, not to do the things that I know is wrong. You know, yeah. not to drink, not to smoke, not to, not to be like the people that come in the store, but I get an opportunity to to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. And, And it brings joy to my heart, you know. When you look at a person and you know that person needs Christ, it makes you see yourself. It does. It makes you see where you came from. Because that's what I do a lot of times. I see where I came from and I see these people. These people need salvation, you know. People need to get saved. People need to know Jesus, especially right now in the times we live in. But I, I, I really, I really love the Lord and, and he's made a tremendous change in me.
0: Amen. Any any last advice you want to give to anyone out there who's touched by this uh, work of Christ in your life?
1: Anybody that um, has walked away from the Lord and you listening to this, my advice to you is turn back. Come back to Jesus. Let him forgive you. Let him let him let him embrace you. Let him build you up again, because he has a calling on your life. Uh, even those that are listening, that are even saved, those that are still serving the Lord, be encouraged. You know, spend time in God's Word and 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 spend time with Him. You know, because the more time you're going to spend with the Lord, the more the more He's going to build you up, the more He's going to strengthen you, the more He's going to help you to grow. Um, I I think the the thing right now is for us to have a closer walk with God today. And that's my advice to the viewers. Have a closer walk with God. That's what I'm seeking in my life, and that's what I would tell the viewers. Seek a closer walk with your Lord. You want a closer walk with God. You want to be able to hear his voice and what he's telling you. You know, the closer walk you have with the Lord, the better you'll be able to hear his voice. Because right. God speaks, and when God speaks, you need to listen. That's so important today.
0: Amen. Amen. Stop running from him and run to him. Run <laughs>
1: to him. That's right. Run to him. Don't run away from him. Run to him. Let him embrace you and let him hug you, you. know, Let God be there. Let God love you. And once you know the love of God, you'll never want to leave again.
0: Hallelujah. That's right. Um, thank you so much for your time, Brother Bowen. Thank you so much for your testimony. It's a testimony of Christ. We're gonna hear so many testimonies in, in glory. I'm pretty sure we're gonna hear of all the great works that God has done from Adam and Eve down to the time of the tribulation saints. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you're in my spiritual family as a brother of Christ. Endure to the end, brother. May we pray before we go. Yes. Amen. Thank-
1: You want to lead in prayer?
0: prayer? I'll lead the prayer or you, whatever you prefer.
1: Well, I'll lead. I can lead it.
0: Amen.
1: I'll pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share my testimony right now. But Lord, most of all, I ask you, those that are listening, those that have turned away from you, I ask you, Lord, to deal with their hearts, bring them back to the cross, bring them back where they can make things right with you and deal with them, Lord God. And Father, I thank you for my brother that let me come on this program to share my testimony and I ask you to bless him. I ask you to, to encourage him. I ask you to touch his life. And I ask you Lord God to help his ministry grow and be a blessing to him and that you'd be glorified and lifted up in everything that, that you done. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you again so much. Uh, we love you. Uh everyone out there please keep brother Bow in prayers and we're going to keep you all in prayers those of you who you know you're running from God we love you more importantly Jesus loves you and he's a fisher of men he's coming after you Yep
1: that's right Amen
0: Amen Shalom Shalom